This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. You're listening to our Special Olympics 50th Anniversary Podcast Series, where we are celebrating a movement hosted by a, a true leader of the inclusion revolution. Join Daniel Spukowski, that's me, and team as we go behind the scenes at what's happening within the Special Olympics movement. And remember, when in doubt, choose to include the famous words of Tim Shriver. You're listening to the Special Chronicles show. This is episode 301. Coming up this week, tune in to hear one of my best interview conversations with our friend Tim Shiro, chairman of Special Olympics, talking about the inclusion revolution and this week's Special Olympics 50th anniversary celebration is coming up right now on SpecialChronicles.com. You're listening to uh, Special Chronicles Live. Our guest today is um, Tim Schreiber, and we're here at the 50th anniversary of Special Olympics, right, right here in, in Chicago. Uh, Tim is an educator, a social uh, um, activist, a film producer, and an entrepreneur. Tim is uh, the chairman of Special Olympics, a movement that serves more than 5 million athletes like myself, in, in, in 170 countries. Tim's the author of the book, um, Fully Alive, Discovering What Matters Most and Follow of the um, Unified Generation and Leading the Inclusion Revolution. Here he is today to talk about the Inclusion Revolution as uh, was celebrating this week, the 50th anniversary of Special Olympics. Welcome to um, Special Chronicles Goes Live, Tim. Thank you, Daniel. It's an honor to be here and an honor to have you also leading the inclusion revolution uh, as you're doing with Special Chronicles and in so many other parts of your life, showing people giftedness, strength, compassion, uh, humor, uh, and in always proving that uh, we all deserve a place and you're making that possible for millions of people. So thank you for having me and thank you for all you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. So. Let's begin with uh, the first international games for, for Special Olympics that took place in July 1968, right here in Chicago, down the street from, from, from where we're sitting today. Take us back to when you were a child. What was it like for you to be here with y- your mom and family and comment on uh, the scene? Well, uh, I think the, the most important thing we can remember about what was going on 50 years ago is that in the midst of a lot of tension and anger and uh, injustice, there was a small group of people committed to healing, to justice, and to joy. And that's where the Special Olympics movement got its start. It got its start with people saying, let's play together, let's learn to develop a skill together, let's compete with one another, let's try to do our best. Uh, They were not distracted by all the people who said it can't be done or it shouldn't be done or it won't be done, they were convinced that they could do it. And so Chicago uh, was a celebration. Uh, that's why they used the word Olympic. They said to themselves, what we're doing here is about the best of humanity. And what's the word that we, we all know that means the best of humanity? It's the word Olympic. Yeah. But we're not like the other Olympics. We're a special form of the Olympic movement. We celebrate the best of everyone in humanity, not just the top performers in a given sport, but of all humanity. So in Chicago of 1968, the people here in the city, the mayor, Ann Burke, and others, together with my mom and experts from around the country, inaugurated uh, 
a movement that would never be deterred by divisiveness or by anger or by negativity and always persevere, despite all of that, with a commitment to justice and joy. Yeah. Awesome. And, and now that in 2018, as we'll move into the inclusion revolution, and I read in a story in the Washington Post a couple of days ago that your mom had thought there would be uh, over one million of us athletes, but now there's over 5.3 million uh, in 170 countries. So what would your mom say um, today? Well, um, you know, my mom uh, was very uh, demanding and very impatient. Uh, so she would say, well done, but she'd say it in that voice, that's good, <laughs> but you knew there was a but. And the but is today, injustice is rampant, discrimination persists, uh, people even today on Netflix are mocking people with uh, Down syndrome and getting cheap laughs from it today. Yeah. And she'd be furious. Uh, she'd be outraged uh, and she would uh, have the people into her office and say what are we not doing what are you doing wrong that this kind of discrimination can still go on and we would have to say we're not doing a good enough job and so we're not just content with five million athletes we're not just content with uh, 25 plus sports we have to do more we have to have more events more public awareness more communication of the gifts of people with intellectual disabilities and more demands that they be respected yeah. because people sometimes mistake Special Olympics as being all sweet and we are joyful and it is fun uh, and our games are full of happiness but they're also a serious challenge to anybody who would continue to act in a discriminatory way and it's a challenge to change that and that's what my mother would be after come on now back to work yeah absolutely well I'm Thankful. I get tired just <laughs> thinking about her. <laughs> so, um, one section in uh, in your book that you wrote about your daughters Caroline and Kathleen, yeah. and your daughter um, Caroline uh, is celebrating her birthday today. So, yeah, that's right. So Thank I, you, Daniel. Happy birthday! You played basketball with our mutual friend jo Joel, um, and. Uh, you, um, talk about the fun that lasts, and ju and just just by playing that w we surely will win the medal. Like what I'm I, I'm wearing uh, around me. Uh, and well, you got a lot. Of, you got a lot of markers on this book. I don't know if people can see it. You really either 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 you're faking it or you really read it. Which I'm very impressed. Uh, well, I think you know what happened. You know the story. Uh, is that, you know, I was asking my kids, I was asking my sons, you know, do you really like going to Special Olympics on a Saturday morning in the middle of the winter, getting up early, going out to the gym, uh, competing, playing, even if the games aren't so um, traditionally uh, rigorous and so on? And, uh, you know, my sons were kind of like, yeah, we like it, we like it, we like it. And then my son Sam said, finally, you know, Dad, you know, let me explain it to you. If you have a good time going to Disney World, that's great, but after it's over... Uh, everybody gets discouraged and depressed but when you go to Special Olympics you have the kind of fun that lasts and I think even at the very young age he was I think 12 at the time uh, he was tapping into uh, that there's a kind of fun 
There's nothing wrong with going to Disney yeah. World. Everybody likes yeah. to go to a fun place. But that's the kind of fun that doesn't last. It's fun while, while you're there, but then it's over. There's a fun that lasts, and that kind of fun comes from having a big open heart and living in a world without judgment and without meanness and without exclusion and without victims. It comes from playing in a world like that uh, in a way that celebrates everybody regardless of how well they do. And that kind of fun you can have with you all the time. It's just up to you. And our generation uh, now is challenging people to live with that kind of fun that lasts. That's why we call it a revolution, because that's a big way to, it's a big difference. Uh, we have to change the way we think about what makes us happy sometimes, because people tend to think what makes us happy is more things, more stuff. We all think that way. What I think Sam was telling us is what he learned from the athletes of Special Olympics, from Joel and others, which is, yeah, that fun's okay, but there's a fun that lasts, and that's much better. Yeah, neat, neat. So the unified basketball game uh, that 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 we will uh, add and I had an opportunity to, to, to come a, a couple of years ago at at at, at Buster's Document Church in Washington D.C. Uh, tell us briefly. When did this start, and was this the um, catalyst for uh, um, unified sports? Well, uh, it started, my wife Linda started it together with Ann Yap, uh, because uh, Ann has a daughter with Down syndrome, Maureen, and my kids were playing with Ann uh, and Dean's kids, uh, with Maureen and her sisters, and uh, they decided that it, you know, that Tim was around talking about Special Olympics, but they were going to start a program that actually brought it to life. Mm -hmm. So that's how the program started. Maureen and a few of our children said, uh, let's find a coach and let's get some basketballs and see if other kids will join. Now that little local program now has over 100 athletes in it. It has an elementary school, a middle school, a high school program, even a young adult program. It has, we're in two gyms on four or five days a week during the winter. We have so many people uh, who have now are leading it uh, and it's quite uh, extraordinary and you know the interesting thing Daniel is that there's more demand yeah. from people who don't have intellectual disabilities than from people who do parents want their kids to be involved in unified sports they want their kids to learn uh, the power of sport in this way they want their kids to have open hearts and to lead from the heart so uh, that's how it got started, and it's growing now, but it's also growing around uh, the, the world. I think what, what I learned there and watching my own children benefit is that we had to make sure to remind people that the benefits go both ways. Mm -hmm. Many people with intellectual differences need some support. They need maybe a little extra help sometimes. But so do my kids, and they don't have intellectual disabilities. They need a little extra help and a little support, and it's a two-way street. And that's where we get the idea of an inclusion revolution. It's a change in how you see the world, not just a change in what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have in mind a recipe for how to scout a, a unified team? My mom was telling me uh, that when she retires in another year, she wants to scout a unified Bocce team, as an example. Um, but do you have... I mean, the way to start a unified team is to start one. <laughs> I mean, we're a volunteer movement. Uh, people uh, call up their local Special Olympics coordinator, or their volunteer office, go on the website uh, and say they're ready to start a program. And usually it's up to them, you know, find some athletes. If it's unified botch, you only need two people. Yeah. Start with two, go to four, from four to eight, eight to 16, who knows where you're going to end up. Bocce's a fun sport. Now, I will say, if you start a unified bocce team, you also have to remind people to 
focus on fitness because bocce is not the most physically demanding sport. It's one of the most fun sports, yeah. and it's a sport of extraordinary skill. Um, but to get in shape, you have to do some things outside of when you compete. But um, the main message of our movement is everyone can be a founder. Uh, you don't have to wait for someone else to tell you what to do in Special Olympics. You don't have to wait for someone else to give you permission in Special Olympics. You just look at the opportunity and start. And so when your mom retires next year, she will become the founder of her local Special Olympics Unified Bocce program. Uh, our staff and team and volunteers will give her all the help I hope she needs but she will be the maker of the difference in the lives of the athletes who compete, and she will be the founder of a new generation learning to live unified. Awesome, awesome. Uh, my mom once said uh, after she saw me compete at, at our summer games that if the whole world were like Special Olympics, then there would be no woes. Can you briefly comment on that? I think your mom is right. I think, you know, we sometimes live in a world where we can't figure out what to do to change it, uh, and it's right in front of us. Uh, focus on relationships, learn and play together, live from a place of goodness and trust that there's goodness in others, and try to bring it out. That's what the athletes of Special Olympics typically teach us to do. And, um, you know, I think the problem is we we were scared. We don't trust it. We don't trust goodness. We're, we, you know, so we opt for people who will divide us and make us angry at each other and make us, uh, you know, stigmatize one another instead of people who will be open and uh, trusting and good to one another. And our mission in Special Olympics is to, uh, just as you said, just as your mom said, let's get rid of war. How about that is our goal? And we can be the people who do it if we follow the athletes in Special Olympics. I think it sounds crazy to some people, but to us, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. And 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 with the next Special Olympics World Games in March 2019 coming up very soon, yeah. happening in Abu Dhabi in the Middle East, and the first time that it's happening in in um, in, in in that part of the world. What do you hope that this event will bring to this region and, and even uh, across the globe? Well, I hope, we I hope we prove that the inclusion revolution has no national or religious or ethnic or cultural boundaries. I think a lot of people think, well, you can't do this kind of work in the Arab world or in the Middle East or in the Gulf. I mean, they're absolutely wrong. Uh, this is a country, the UAE, that wants us, that uh, actively sought us out, that said, we want the Special Olympics to come here because we want to be part of the inclusion revolution. We want to be part of the Choose to Include movement. Um, so I think our message uh, to the world is there are no boundaries if you choose to include. There are no boundaries if you welcome and celebrate the gifts of each and every person in your community. There are no boundaries if we learn to live unified. And that's the message of our movement. That's the message uh, we hope will come out of the United Arab Emirates, but it'll also come from the United Arab Emirates. I can't wait to see all the people who go there who have never been to the Arab world, and they'll land there and see, oh my gosh, I'm in the middle of the Middle East, and I'm in a place that celebrates the giftedness of people with intellectual challenges. Awesome, awesome. In a, in a recent article in, in the Boston Globe, uh, there was a, a new biography biography written about your mom titled Eunice Kennedy that changed the world. How much did you contribute in this book and comment on what you hope 
for hope readers maybe outside of the special our special Olympics um, movement can, can gain from it. Well, I think the message of my mother's life is that, you know, sometimes you may not be the most famous person in your family or in your neighborhood or in your community, in your country, but that doesn't mean you can't make an enormous difference. Uh, my mom uh, was surrounded by people who are better known in the world than she is. Her brother was the president, two brothers, senators, and so on. Uh, but her conviction was that one person can make a difference and that she was determined to try. And that idea, when you have it in your heart and your soul, you can't stop people like that. And I hope my mother's story will refresh uh, a lot of young women in their belief that women uh, have appropriate and important leadership roles to play in the world just the same as men. I hope it will remind us that one person can make a difference. And I hope it will remind us how the giftedness of people with intellectual disabilities can inspire uh, a change in the world. Awesome. And uh, the, this year, 2018, in particular this this week, is the 50th anniversary of Special Olympics while you're in Chicago, like I said at the top of the, uh, on top of the program. Uh, what is your goal for these events uh, as being um, part of being the athlete representative on the communications committee? Uh, it's taken a, a year or two to get this week uh, uh, organized with the post double Unified Cup, uh, which uh, there's some fantastic matches that are going on uh, right, right, now. right now, and the Eternal Supreme of Hope on Friday, and the Global Day of Inclusion, and the concert comment on I think we're just trying to, uh, you know, a lot of people might have said they know Special Olympics or they heard of Special Olympics, but a lot of people don't know Special Olympics, and we're trying to show them uh, this is the new Special Olympics. It's a Special Olympics for everyone. It's a Special Olympics for inclusion. It's a Special Olympics where sport and health and fitness and community development all come together. It's a Special Olympics that starts from the cradle and continues all throughout the life cycle. It's a Special Olympics that can change your community. And right now, in this country at least, and I know in other countries, there's a lot of division and there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of discouragement. Uh, here in Chicago, we aim to provide the antidote inspiration, joyfulness, hope, and inclusion. Awesome, awesome. And, um, and, and two final questions. Um, last, um, last week, uh, there was a new exhibit in the uh, uh, National American History Museum for Special Olympics on the 50th. Um, comment uh, briefly on, um, on, on how long that's open and, and your thoughts uh, last week? I, I think every parent of a child with an intellectual disability ought to go to the Smithsonian and see the representatives of their community celebrated as great heroes of American history. I mean, it's unbelievable. Great heroes of American history at the Smithsonian Institution are the athletes of Special Olympics, the Marty Sheetses and the Loretta Claiborns of the world who are standing there in the halls of uh, alongside presidents and senators and civil rights leaders as great icons of American history. And every parent of any child ought to take their child and show them, look up there, there's a hero. Don't see a disability, don't see a challenge, don't see color, don't see race, don't see all, see a hero. See someone who's given their life to the idea that America can be an inclusive and welcoming and joyful place for everyone. And those people are your heroes. Awesome, awesome. 
Uh, any any short any social media plugs that you want to share with our, uh, our listeners? Or I wish I knew what they were. <laughs> hashtag inclusion revolution. <laughs> hashtag choose to include. Hashtag uh, Special Olympics. Uh, yeah, join us. I mean, take the pledge online. Uh, go look at the Unified Generation uh, org. It's a new website. You can take the pledge there. Uh, you can. Uh, you know, we want 100 million people to say they're in the movement. Uh, they, you know, not everybody can go on the playing field of bocce or soccer, but everybody can join this movement. Take the pledge, put yourself in the game, stand up for inclusion, make your country, your community, your family uh, a happier place to be. That's what we promise and we deliver. Awesome, awesome. Well, before we have to head down the... Um, Steals. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on your overall time here today on 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 Special Chronicles? Yeah, my final thought is to say to you, Daniel, uh, that you are a role model for many, many Special Olympics athletes, but you're a role model for the rest of us too. And never underestimate the good you're doing. Uh, it's hard work what you've chosen to do. It's uh, takes a lot of determination and persistence. Um, but the world, people notice, and you're teaching people very powerful lessons about uh, the best of humanity, and I thank you for it. Thank you. Well, I thank you as well. Our guest today on Special Chronicles Live has been, has been Tim Schreiber, Chairman of Special Olympics. We're live at the Intercontinental Hotel in Chicago, celebrating Special Olympics 50th anniversary. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Daniel. Good afternoon. My name is Daniel Spukowski. I'm an athlete leader and a board member with Special Olympics Illinois. I'm also the founder of Special Chronicles, which gives respect and a voice to those of us with special needs. I usually tell my audiences that communication is my, my biggest struggle, but it's also my biggest passion. Therefore, I studied journalism in college and received my degree, which is why I love covering this joyful celebration this week and, and, and this movement. During the next 50 years, as Special Olympics moves from an organization full of people with intellectual disabilities to an inclusion movement led by all of us Special Olympics athletes. We will lead a movement that will empower my fellow athlete leaders and those without disabilities to be fully included and accepted in our community. It's my honor to introduce you to the Chairman of Special Olympics International who serves my fellow Special Olympics athletes across the globe, my friend, Tim Scheibel. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. Congratulations. We just did an interview. Yeah. I mean, the thing, 
Uh, yeah, so I think everybody knows Daniel, but to have the perseverance, the determination, the guts, the courage to compete on the playing field and take it to the world of media, the competitive, uh, tough-minded world of media and blogging and podcasting and do it successfully and call it in the tradition of the Special Olympics Movement, Special Chronicles, hats off to you, my friend, congratulations, and we're very, very honored. You've been listening to our Special Olympics 50th Anniversary Podcast Series where we are celebrating a movement. I'd like to share with you a few closing remarks that can be found in the um, Special Olympics 50th Commemorative Program book and uh, uh, that was passed out. There's uh, lots of historical information and a few uh, excerpts from, from Tim Schreiber's book. Um, but I'd like to share with you a few a few highlights, and the first is on uh, on page eighty-five from, from this book, th- th- talking about a the, the new Special Olympics and ESPN fifty films series. This is where Special Olympics and ESPN are creating a series of fifty short films about the inclusion revolution. The broader aim of this project is to reposition Special Olympics for the next fifty years which is no longer simply as a movement for those of us with intellectual disabilities, but is a movement that draws its power from us, that is led and transformed by athletes themselves. The series will kick off with a one-hour special on ABC on July 28th, 2018, and then from August 2018 to July 2019, one show film will broadcast each week on ESPN and simultaneously release on Special Olympics-owned Webpage. The series will conclude with a one-hour special at the end of July, 2019. And then on, on page 102 here, there's a pledge. Where it talks about the revolution is inclusion. And I'd like to read this for you so you can understand the importance of what this means, not just for myself as a special Olympics athlete leader, but for all of us and, and how you can join it. So, here we go. The revolution is, is inclusion. We are not just athletes. We are the ambassadors of an uprising, peaceful protesters in a rebellion against anyone who has a fear of difference. Our demands are all equality, dignity, and the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. We are deserving. When we compete, we're fighting for a more inclusive world. We are champions on the field and for this cause. Today, our world is more divided than ever, and coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion, and and it's not optional. The only choice you need to make is how you will join it. And if you'd like to join it, you can go to specialolympics.org slash inclusion, or I believe you can also go to jointherevolution.org, jointherevolution.org, and... Please join us and make your pledge to choose to include us. Also, in this 50th commemorative program, I had the opportunity to write a guest column on page 82 titled On to a Unified Feature. And I will, maybe I'll try to scan it in or we print it on Special Chronicles. So, for the, 
the, those of you guys who may not actually have this physical book, um, but uh, I'd just like, like to say it was an honor to write this guest column in this 50th commemorative program. Uh, and then uh, another quick, uh, there's uh, tons of uh, excellent uh, inf inf information in, in here. Another quick note he on here, the Smithsonian's National Museum of American History opened Special Olympics at 50 in July, uh, it, which is a new uh, display showcasing 50 years of Special Olympics. And if you listen... If you have just listened on this first part of this podcast series, doing a conversation with Tim, uh, Tim talks a little bit about this new exhibit at the National Museum of, of, of American History. Uh, so there's some more information at AmericanHistory.SI.edu for more information about, about that exhibit. Uh, and then on uh, page 84, talk about the upcoming Special Olympics 2019 World Games happening in, in Abu Dhabi. So the 2019 World Games uh, will be held in Abu Dhabi, the United Arab Emirates. 24 sports will uh, be taking place from March 14th to the 21st, 2019. It is an estimated uh, 7,000 Special Olympics athletes and their 2,600 coaches will participate in the games. And um, uh, Long-time listeners will remember previous, uh, um, previous guests on this program, Kara Bailin from Social Olympics Great Britain, will be competing at, at the World Games in Abu Dhabi next year, March 14th to the 21st, 2019. And uh, I'd like to show you a few of the sports that will be at the next World Games happening in, in Abu Dhabi. Uh, the the court uh, sports will be badminton, basketball, beach volleyball, bocce, handball, table tennis, tennis, and volleyball. The races will be in athletics, cycling, kayaking, open water swimming, roller skating, sailing, swimming, and triathlon. The judge competitions will be uh, equestrian, judo, artistic gymnastics, and rhythmic gymnastics. And then running out the list of sports will be bowling, football, golf, and ball lifting. And then one final note here, there's uh, tons of uh, information in this in this 50th commemorative program, but there's a, a special Olympics Global Athlete Congress that's happening November 10th to the 17th, 2018, in Santo Domenico, Dominican Republic. The Global Athlete Cong Congress will serve as a platform where special Olympics athletes will lead the way towards a more inclusive world. Representative athlete leaders from around the world share ideas and develop their leadership skills. Uh, Simply to uh, reach the fullest potential through the leadership roles within Special Olympics, the community, and the workplace. And uh, so that if you uh, have enjoyed our Special Olympics 50th anniversary podcast series, celebrating the movement, you can share your feedback anytime by emailing us feedback at specialchronicles.com. That's feedback at specialchronicles.com. Or join the conversation on social media at Special Chronicles on Facebook and Instagram. That's at Special Chronicles on Facebook and Instagram. Or on Twitter at Special C Podcast. At, at Special C Podcast on Twitter. And make sure to leave us your five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Google Play, on Facebook, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking forward to having you join in the conversation and, 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 and hearing your feedback on this special Olympics 50th anniversary podcast series where we're celebrating a movement in the inclusion revolution. And 
And a quick note on uh, Poutno, I'd like to let you know that Special Chronicles is proud to Poutno with the ComEd Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. That's specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. And we thank ComEd for the journalist support of Special Chronicles. And this episode is also brought to you by listeners like you. Please join our supporters and help support us at Special Chronicles with your tax-deductible donation today to help us continue our, our mission of giving respect and voice to people with special needs. Please go to specialchronicles.com slash given. That's specialchronicles.com slash given. We thank you for your generous support of Special Chronicles. And until next week, stay tuned for the next part of our Special Olympics podcast series and and uh, much more content coming up right here on specialchronicles.com slash specialolympics50. And hope you, you have enjoyed this and uh, looking forward to hearing your feedback. So until next week, take care and God bless. See you around. Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.